What's up, crew? Welcome to another Clover Tech podcast. This one powered by Trailblazer Firearms. More on uh, those guys here a little later on in the podcast. It is August the 25th, 2022, and waiting so patiently in the wings is the uh, pinnacle of knowledge when it comes to all things beard. Uh, we've got Dancy Bearded back there. We're going to talk a little bit about beard care today. Uh, something sort of uh, new for me, definitely near and dear to my heart. Uh, and there's some things that we're going to talk about that I think a lot of folks uh, can learn from. As a matter of fact, we had uh, our good buddy Black Cat Outdoors out there earlier. He said, the beer chat, that's right up my alley. Yeah, Black Cat out there, RL, definitely a, uh, a bearded brother for sure. Let me get the uh, banner up here because as always, we want to thank our Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members, those that super chat, super thanks, and those that shop over at clovertech.com slash shop. And we also want to plug uh, the uh, the blessing that is being a part of the Firearms Radio Network. If you want to check out all kinds of outdoor firearm-related podcasts, well, you can do that over on uh, firearmsradio.net. Have I missed anything? I don't think I have missed anything. So... With uh, that out of the way, let's bring in the uh, man of what will be pretty much the hour. Dan, how are you, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for having me, and hello to everybody that that I know in the chat and everybody that I hope to meet today. You bet. I enjoy it, and uh, if you're listening in replay, unfortunately, you're missing out on the opportunity that we have live. That's why we record live, so that uh, the audience can interact, ask questions, and do other things so by all means if you are out there live and you have questions as we move forward maybe you're thinking about uh growing a beard you haven't even got to that point yet you just shave every morning like i'm sure a lot of people do or maybe you're one of those lazy beard guys and you want to take things a little more seriously throw those questions out there as we move forward and we'll uh we'll definitely run them by dan and uh and get some answers so i want to give you a second you're new to the channel this is kind of a new thing usually as the uh, intro said, it's usually the firearms industry and community. The reason I wanted to have you on, Dan, is, you know, I see a lot of people think firearm owner, and a lot of times they think, like, white, scrungy, white trash, redneck. And when you think that, you think, like, a disheveled beard most of the time, mountain man style that really isn't taken care of and, and well-groomed and properly maintained. Uh, and when I shared this out, I said, you know, firearms and beards have some things in common because just like firearms, a beard needs to be properly maintained, right? Oh, properly, absolutely. Properly, uh, proper maintenance and upkeep and, and uh, attention given to it and all that kind of stuff. So for those that aren't familiar with, your, with you and with your channel, <laughs> I want to give you a few minutes right here up front. Talk about, uh, you know, what got you into this, what kind of started your beard journey what you uh, do. Uh, correct. Congratulations, by the way, because I do know that you went full time in this now. Uh, so talk a little bit about the transition from, hey, I'm going to get into this playing around to, hey, it's getting serious to, hey, now it's full time. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. And, and again, thank you for having me. So I've had a beard for probably the last like 15, 14 years now. 
And uh, the main reason I started growing like even like a little bit longer, kind of a medium shorter beard was I started teaching at uh, 22 years old. I was teaching 18 year olds at high school. Then I switched to middle school, but I was still kind of like a, a baby faced uh, teacher. And I wanted to give myself a little bit more of like an authoritative look. So I was like, all right, let me grow my beard. And my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, Sam C, big part of my channel, she encouraged me to grow it longer. So I grew it longer. I started to, and I taught, uh, for the last 12 years, I taught middle school history, ancient world history, and then uh, US history from the revolution to the like reconstruction age, if there's any history buffs out there. But I, I started growing it out, started getting really into taking care of it. I have a super obsessive personality. And when I do something, I, I full out do it. I went from being obsessed with metal detecting, right? I was, you name the, the metal detector, I knew all about it. You name uh, the site, the history, the research, I loved it. And so I always had to find like healthy ways to put my obsession that wasn't like gambling or drugs and alcohol. And so I really got into like researching ingredients and beard products and ways to style your beard and I actually started on Reddit subforum beards and I gained like a little bit of a following people asking me questions and companies approaching me and stuff and so I started watching YouTube videos I would interact on the videos and everything and I would watch videos just in my free time and one day my wife came up behind me I'll never forget it giving me like a little shoulder massage she was like hey I think you should make videos I think you'd be good at it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so the next day I started my channel with whatever equipment I had in the house. Uh, that was a little over four years ago now. And I just started because I really liked talking about beards and I wanted to help people. I was a teacher and I decided I was going to do the channel kind of in a unique way. I was not the first beard channel. There were many out there before me. But a lot of them were kind of similar. They were kind of what I call like bro channels. They would burp and they would swear and they talk about chicks. And I was a, a public school teacher. I had kids. I had a beautiful wife. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to approach it like an educator. I'm going to be family friendly and I'm going to have a key thing. I'm going to bring my wife in on the videos and she's going to give her opinion on beards and the products and how they smell. Because if you have a significant other in your life, they're probably going to smell those products. So you should probably know what your wife thinks of these smells. And so it just started to kind of pick up. I was doing reviews. I was doing how-to and educational videos. And I didn't make a penny for like six months, however long it was. And then companies came to me and they're like, dude, be an affiliate. Hey, can we sponsor something? I'm like, no, nah, I'm just doing this for fun. I just enjoy it. And even from the beginning, I did three videos a week and two live streams a week. So over four years now, and I've never missed. And I'll never forget one day, this owner named Mike from a company was like, let me take you out to lunch. I have to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And he said, Hey man, we are absolutely killing it off of you. You need to let us pay you. And that was kind of like a moment where I was like, okay, maybe this could become something. And then over the last couple of years, I was teaching full-time. I was coaching full-time. I was a varsity water polo coach and swim coach. And then slowly the coaching started to phase out because the opportunities and the time were just clashing. And then finally this uh, last year, partly due to uh, not having the same passion for teaching that I once did because of some external factors. And then also because of the opportunities of this channel taking off, I made that, that big decision to go full time uh, to get my own insurance for my family. I'm the sole provider. My wife does not work. And <clears throat> I, I made the jump. And now this week is actually my first week where I am a full time content creator. My friends and coworkers have gone back to teaching and I am here hustling and busting my butt uh, every every minute of the day. So yeah, that's kind of my story. And so I, I make videos. I do three live streams on my channel a week now. And I absolutely love it. I just love helping with with beards.
Yeah, it's uh, you know, there's something similar. I, I see a kind of a similar common thing. So, you know, what you've seen and experienced with the with the beard niche on YouTube, I see a lot with the firearms niche, right? Um, it's a lot. It's adult focused, meaning that yep. there's there's bad language there. There's off color remarks and comments and things of that nature. Um, and so that's one thing I've got a couple of decades under my belt as youth shooting sports coach, youth shooting sports instructor, um, working with kids, right? Not a teacher like you, but still around them a lot. And you've got to curtail and, cur and curb that back, right? Yeah. Um, and so my channel has, has been that way too. Uh, and there's some other channels. I'm not going to say that there's not other channels out there that are that way. One thing that I, I do like about... Uh, the Dancy Bearded channel and that that particular community around you uh, is the positivity, and it's not it's it's not without critique and criticism. Obviously, we don't get any better unless somebody tells us what we're doing wrong, right? For sure. But it's how you go about that, right? Uh, and so I look back to you know my years in youth shooting sports, and I look how how I used to give criticism to those those young shooters and the way you approach it is probably the similar way i'm guessing to the way you dealt with your your kids in school absolutely and, and we called it the oreo approach right like you you take that criticism and you smack it in the middle of two compliments and the two compliments don't even have to deal with each other you could say you know hey you did a a really good job sorting out your ammunition today um, you know, you may work on your breathing. I can tell that, you know, you, you're slightly off kilter with your aiming and stuff like that. Maybe work on that breathing a little bit and pay attention to that. By the way, those are some killer, awesome shoes you got on, right? And so it's it's got that feel with your channel where it's like you're giving people advice and you're like, well, you really need to try this or you need to try that. But at the same time, you're pointing out the good things. And I think that's important, too, because you don't want you don't want people to, we're all going to have bad beard days, far more bad beard days than good beard days in our own mind anyway. And so we don't want people that are doing something that's they're doing it the right way and it's helping. Right. And then because they have those, those bad spots, those, those areas, those problematic areas, they end up changing the good things they're doing. Right. So the approach, I think your approach is spot on and solid. And I really appreciate that. Is that something that, you have put cognitive thought into with the channel over the years? For sure. Yeah. I, I would say yes and no. Uh, for me, it's, I don't have like a formula when it comes to giving advice, giving criticism and giving help. It just, <clears throat> I, I am not, I have two younger sisters who are wildly brilliant. One sister went to uh, Cornell law school and Ivy league law school. The other one went to U of M medical, like brilliant, brilliant people. I'm not that I, I am nowhere near that. But I understand people. I understand community. I was a very good coach. I was a very good teacher. And it wasn't because of all the stuff that I knew. I truly believe it was because of communication. I knew that I had to talk a, a little bit sterner to this person. This person I could I could ease right. up a little bit. And so I, I think I just uh, approach each situation. And I've worked really hard at building a platform that is based on support and positivity. But it's just genuine. And, and I do believe people are attracted to uh, what they look for, what they are. So when I, when you put out those positive vibes, when you put out those supportive vibes, the people that like that, the people that are that, they're drawn to it. And then the people that aren't, they kind of get 
they get out of it. You know, that's not something that they want, whether they're in a bad spot in their life, whether they don't want to believe it, they just kind of go away. And so it fosters this beautiful community where everybody is there to help each other, there to support each other. And when you see those examples, then it's just really simple to kind of put some trust out there to ask questions and, and a show that I'm proud of that, you know, very well is called beard advice live where um, guys send in pictures of their beards and they give like their problems, their goals, and we help them get there. And if it was done in a different way, people could take it as being negative, as critiquing or or pointing out flaws. Mm -hmm. But we try to deliver it in a way to help you get there and and mix in praise when it's real, when it's genuine. And it's just it's just a special place because uh, people that don't do what you and I do, put ourselves out in front of thousands of people, that's nerve wracking, right? They're putting their picture on the internet to get judged. Right. And right. so it, it does take a special approach, a special touch and a special community above all, because even if I was up here in the, the mayor, who's my buddy on the show, and we were delivering it and the chat was just like destroying and negative, it wouldn't work. So it all kind of comes together in this beautiful way. So the planning, the community, the vibes, 100% purposeful, um, but I don't go into any situation thinking like, hey, I need to make sure I, I do this or that. I just it just has become kind of natural now. And I would say one of the 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 best um, I don't know prerequisites to doing this is been teaching twelve year olds for the last twelve years. Like imagine dealing with kids as they're changing and hormones and puberty and and all this stuff. It, it's very delicate. And so this is just kind of second nature to me. Right. And uh, I know we've got some questions uh, flagged and starred out there. We're going to work through those as we move forward. So keep throwing them out there for sure. Awesome. If you've got comments and things, I'm popping those up randomly on the screen as well uh, as you do that. So I want to take a second or a few minutes in before we get to talking about specifics of beard care. I just want to take a second and uh, talk about a company you've probably already know about which is trailblazer firearms and for quite a few years now they've had an awesome little uh, 22 or 22 magnum handgun the size of a credit card not nearly as thick as even a pack of smokes this thing is is pretty cool little single shot uh, for when you need the ultimate concealment and you need something that's something is better than nothing right and it certainly fits the bill for that. Super innovative. Uh, and Trailblazer Firearms has also got, hopefully that will be releasing soon, their Pivot 9mm carbine rifle. This thing is amazing. Check out videos on the channel, of course, for all that stuff. Uh, and then jump over on trailblazerfirearms.com and check the specs and all the other stuff out there. Uh, if you do decide to, no pun intended, pull the trigger on uh the uh, life card, you can take 10% off with code CloverTax. So with that out of the way, let's uh, let's jump in. And I want to start very basic, very simple, uh, because oftentimes uh, people that start down the journey of, of growing a beard or a goatee or an awesome mustache or whatever it might be, um, they get off on the wrong foot. It's some of the most basic things that they just, they start off without a solid foundation. So if you could pick one thing that is important, paramount, when you make the active decision, and I see Mark is out there. Mark is definitely one of our bearded brothers. He has nice. a, a wonderful one. Um, but yeah, if um, if pick one thing, the, the ultimate, the pinnacle, the cornerstone, like you've made your commitment. I know that's important, and hopefully we'll talk about that a little later. Your commitment to the routine, your your commitment to taking care of things. But once that's out of the way, what is the most important thing to you? 
Mm. And there, there's so many, so many angles I could go on that. And <laughs> I would say if I had to pick one and, and you said the, the idea is that they are committed, right? Rather, mm -hmm. I say the switch is instead of the idea that you have just simply stopped shaving, you are now growing right. a beard, right? Well, there's the a, commitment has to be the first step. Right. It yep. has to be. And so I would say beyond that, oh man, there's two I'm wrestling with, but I would say using quality products is going to be extremely important for your journey uh, to do things like stop your beard itch, right? How many guys have told you or say, hey, I would love to grow a beard, but I can't get past the itching. Well, it's, you're not using the proper products for that. Right. And it can also make the beard look good and smell good. And it, and it all really matters. And unfortunately, um, we only have a couple of quality options that are readily available in stores. Other than that, most of it is just absolute garbage in it it hurts my soul to think that somebody tries something that is the, a beard oil that's labeled a beard oil, but the first three ingredients are silicones and it's the same scent as their deodorant, same company as their deodorant. So they're like, Oh, let me give us a try. And they're like, what is this Dan guy talking about? This beard oil is garbage and uh, it's not actually real beard oil. So using the good quality ones can make all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Right? No, I agree. And, and that's one thing that I didn't learn. Now we've got some, some questions out there along the lines of products and you know, you and I haven't, we've emailed a little bit. I've had some, some features on your Wednesday show asking questions, but you don't know a lot about my routine and specifics. A lot of what I use, I say a lot, all of it. I mean, it comes from the big box stores. Um, I don't think I have used or my wife has made it. <laughs> I don't okay. think I have, I don't think I've used anything um, yet anyway of, of what I would call the boutique or, or whatever products um, I haven't delved into. I know recently you were talking about it. I think you even had a video on the channel talking about the heated brush. Mm -hmm. uh, mine come again from the big box store it was like 30 bucks. Right. Um, so I can identify with some of these, some of these questions uh, out here. We'll start with uh, mad sexy out here. He says question. He said, I have a, uh, a beard, but at the ends, it keeps drying out. Uh, no natural oil. He says, so I have to constantly uh, oil and I still get split ends. What can I do to fix this? So since we were talking about products, uh, I'll let you run with that one. What, what advice yeah. would you have for Mad Sexy? So anytime there's a beard problem, it's likely on two ends, the internal and the external. So the other one that I was struggling with, it was the, the most important, was it products or was it internal hydration? Uh, mm -hmm. People do not realize how important it is to get enough water internally for things like your hair and your skin. Um, believe it or not, your body does not believe your beard is a necessity to survive. So if something is going wrong with your body, your hair and your nails are the two first things to go, right? We see this in many medical cases. It's just, it's just a form of survival. Think of hypothermia, right? What happens when you have hypothermia, all the blood leaves your extremities, your fingers and your toes, your hands and your feet, because your body wants to protect those internal organs. Well, on a lesser scale, the same thing happens with our hair. If you're dehydrated, your body's not going to waste that nutrients, not going to waste that hydration and send it to your hair. It's going to send it to the other parts of your body. And I'm talking very mild dehydration. I'm not talking about when you have severe dehydration. I'm talking, you're not getting the peak amount of water. So first off, I would challenge anybody watching right now, not only for your beard, but for overall, for your health, try to take your body weight, cut that number in half 
and drink that many ounces of water a day. So I weigh about 220 pounds. It's hard to tell on camera, but I'm a pretty large human. I'm about 6'3", 220, uh, maybe about 225 this week because I, I was out camping last week, lots of bad food. But uh, about 220, so I try to drink. I cut that in half. That's 110 ounces. A gallon is 128. So I set my mark for a gallon. Yesterday, I hit my gallon at like 6 o'clock, and I just kept going. So first and foremost, split ends are almost always caused. Dry beards are almost always caused by being dehydrated. When you increase that hydration, it makes the world of a difference. And then the second part of that is you can have external factors, right? You said your beard is dry. Well, let's make sure we're using good quality products. The two things that are key to keeping your beard nice and nourished and feeling great is a good quality beard oil, first and foremost, and then a good quality beard butter. That's going to make a huge difference, especially if you get a little bit of length and body to your beard. And then secondly, split ends is your hair gets damaged. Essentially, what happens is your hair is a bunch of stacked up dead skin cells that are put together in three layers with a coating. And something is breaking that coating apart and not allowing those fibers to stay nice and tight. So something is acting on those hairs, whether it is uh, over grooming, right? You're combing when your beard is dry. You want to comb when your beard's damp. Uh, it, it would be something like you're combing too fast, too aggressively, or maybe you have a coat and it's rubbing on your coat as a part of your job or something is acting on that. So to address the split ends, you have to find the cause change that and then you're going to have the you're going to have a good golden beard but unfortunately if there is any damage to current hairs you do have to trim those parts off there's nothing in the world that will take a split hair and then bind it back together and make this like naturally perfect hair you got to clip and, and trim those split ends away so uh two-part answer take more water internally and then let's look for what's causing it externally and factor that in with some good quality products yeah, and, and you know, one thing I liked there, and I like about the Dancy Bearded channel in general. Uh, so, you guys, there's a link wherever you're watching or listening. There's a link below. Go check it out. Is that you get into the scientific with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you were talking about the layers of the hair, and, and you really do. And so, for those that, you know, there are people that just want to know, how do I fix this, right? right. Then there's people that want to know the specifics of it right? They're really into it. And I want to know why this happens, not just how to fix this, but why did it happen in yes. the first place? Right. Um, and so I think that's really cool. Uh, Mad Sexy out there uh, was followed up with Black Cat, but he says he's only uh, tried a few at the wall store. He said, uh, uh, what's he say? Sands and, and some other ones. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I sit. Um, I've got, I'm using as far as the beard oil now, uh, I'm primarily using two different mixtures that my wife has concocted. Oh, cool. Um, before that, I was using, I'm trying to even think. I think there was one from Everyman Jack that I was using and then one from, and by the way, definitely not plugs for these because, uh, yeah, I, I've got no authority to say whether they were necessarily <laughs> good or bad. Uh, love the smell, you know, but other than that, I couldn't tell you anything, right? Uh, but yeah, I was using, I think, every man jack. And I just say this, that way people are looking in their store. They know that, hey, he's tried this. Uh, and then uh, one that was a, a Christmas release, a holiday release from Cremo uh, that I tried. And so what I want to shift into a little bit, since Mad Sexy's already brought it up, we were talking about uh, oils and bombs. I definitely want to get into bombs and, and butters because even I'm a little bit fuzzy on that. But when it comes to the oils, you mentioned, um, you mentioned there's some things to stay away from. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes we see 
oils that are the it's the same basic concoction but like the fragrance components are different so depending on what type of beard you have depending on you know what effects you're looking to get uh viscosity makes a difference right there's all of these different factors in oil so explain give us like the breakdown uh beard oil 101 if you will on you know kind of what components do what yeah absolutely so um first and foremost beard oil is is for a couple of things it is for the skin under your beard that's super important and then it is also for the beard hairs right there's a company that i actually work with and love and it's kind of like clickbaity marketing where they say beard oil is not for your beard and then they go and say it's for your skin that's true but it's also for your beard and and you can prove that because the longer your beard is the more beard oil you generally use so you want to work it to your skin first and then throughout the beard because we have this thing that is called sebum oil we have all these sebaceous glands all over our entire body and our face has far less sebaceous glands and less sebum oil than our head hair does for so for anybody that still has head hair out there if uh if you go a week without showering this is always the test to tell the difference right what's going to happen your head hair is going to be a greasy mess your beard is going to be a dry brittle bird's nest that's the main difference so what we're doing is we're trying to mimic and replace and replenish that natural sebum oil for our hairs and for the skin and for the follicle because it really needs it so it's going to help your beard itch it's going to help it feel good look good smell good all those things and there are tons of different options out there generally speaking you want oil ingredients you don't want a beard oil that has water you don't want a beard oil that has silicones you don't want a beard oil that has uh like petroleum products like mineral oil you want to try and find things that are like argan oil jojoba oil grapeseed oil uh some of those most common ones sweet almond oil metal foam seed oil and there's so many different options that are out there, which is beautiful, right? It's a great to have mm -hmm. diversity and different things that you want. We have really thin oils that are gonna absorb really quickly and not uh, leave your beard really shiny or having any kind of layer of uh, what some people say, like a greasy layer. And then we have other oils that are a little bit thicker that are gonna coat the hairs. And it just depends on your personal preference and then also your beard and skin type. So generally speaking, if you have a gray, white, silver, red beard, those hairs are structured different than black, brown, blonde, uh, or any other kind of color hair. And so almost always those hairs that are in that gray to red range, they want a little bit of a thicker viscosity oil because it's going to coat the hairs. It's going to treat it uh, in the way that it's missing in some of the structures of the hairs. And then any of the other hairs, it just comes down to your personal preference. Do you want something that that is going to absorb really quick or do you like a little bit of shine to your beard? And then it all comes down to understanding the ingredients and which oils are thicker like castor oil and which oils are thinner like um, any kind of grapeseed oil though and it just comes down to picking out what you would like and and speaking of stores luckily there are some good options in stores but you just want to kind of find those uh, somebody had right. mentioned it earlier and the top of the mountain for stores is honest amish honest amish is fantastic okay the quality is phenomenal the downside they don't really have any any fragrances or scents their normal oil kind of smells like black licorice. And so if you like that, cool. If not, there's not a whole lot more out there for you. And then beyond that, we have some decent ones. Uh, Everyman Jack actually has a decent oil. It's a good, what I would call like a beginner oil. Uh, their butter is complete garbage. Don't ever put that on your face, but their oil is, <laughs> right. is actually solid. And then beyond there, 
there's a couple of good options. Target, if you guys have Target by you, they have a brand called Goodfellow. That's a thick oil, which is really good. Um, they also have a beard brand White Line that has a really good quality one. So you have some good options in stores. Nothing like what's online with these small batch companies or growing companies. Um, right. But luckily, we do have some things you can pick up likely near you. Yeah. And I think that, and I think that helps, you know, when you get, especially when you get somebody that's just getting into it, just starting yeah. out, you know, it's like with everything, you kind of got to figure out what you like specific things you're looking for. Um, uh, because, you know, typically the, the online, the more boutique stuff is, is a little bit more expensive, but I'm going to tell you right now, beard products in general, even the ones we're talking about, uh, honest, Thomas, the, the every man, Jack, the thing it's not cheap for an right. ounce of, of beard oil. <laughs> for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is definitely an investment, and I can see why a lot of people don't don't get to that point. Um, so definitely got some questions out there. Keep them coming uh, pertaining to products, and we're kind of kind of kind of walk down the line. There's some questions with shampoo and conditioning, and we'll get to that for sure. But I want to dive into the the butter and the balm. Yeah, um, and I want to dive into that because that's sort of where I'm at. So you know, you talked about that one being complete garbage. Well, I, I, there's some that I've found that are horrible. I thought they were going to be, and we're talking predominantly big box store things. I've got, mm -hmm. first of all, I don't understand completely the difference between a, a butter and a balm. And I know everybody talks about, you know, doing your, your butter or whatever at night. Um, and I've even watched your videos, but I don't understand. And that's not really worked into my routine very good, the, the butter and the balm, because I don't understand it. Yeah. So can you elaborate a little more on what the difference is mm -hmm. um, and then get a little more specific with the actual application? Like, why do we use it and how is it best applied? For sure. Yeah. So butter and balm are solid products and it's uh, pretty simple with their differences. Butter is almost entirely for nourishment of the hair. It's to keep it healthy. It's to keep it feeling good. And then balm is, it offers some nourishment, but it's mainly for styling. So think of okay. balm as like a healthy option of like hair gel or hairspray. And, but it's, it, right. it is something that's going to style your beard. You're going to get it into the shape that you want. You're going to put that balm in and it's going to essentially lock that into shape. Butter will offer a little bit of that style, but it's just overall really good for your hairs. If we want to get like real detailed, um, if you say beard oil is good for the hairs, how is beard butter different or better? Um, it's not better necessarily, but it's different in the way that you get these things called fatty acids. So the fatty acids that are in butters are totally different than in oils. And so your beard hairs get those things and it's awesome. And, and beard butter and beard balm are both designed for the hair. It is not for the skin whatsoever. It is simply for the hair. And as you said, I recommend using beard butter at night because again, it's just that nourishment. It's going to make you, when you wake up in the morning and you take a shower, you rinse your beard out, it's going to feel light. It's going to feel fresh. It's going to feel amazing. Beard butter is more so for during the day to make it look better and style a little bit more appropriately. And essentially you get both products out in your hand, you melt them down, and then you work them throughout your beard and you just kind of focus them on the hair. Now, unfortunately, I, I had mentioned that there are really good options for oil in stores. There's not a lot of options for butters or for okay. balms. That's what a I lot, found. I yeah, think, a lot of yeah. the butters we've found in the stores, the first ingredient is water. There should be no water in your beard butter. That's that's not a, an ingredient that should be there. Now, why in the world would they do that? Because water is one of the cheapest ingredients on planet Earth when it comes to cosmetics. So it's a filler. It's the most potent ingredient in the container. If it looks like sour cream, if it feels like soup, if it looks like mayo, uh, 
no, that's not a beard butter. That's a cream. It's it's likely doesn't have a place in your rotation. Uh, it's not a good thing. And um, luckily, I've I've had a crazy process. A funny story made really short. I reviewed a company. I did not like their products. They ended up suing me for a large sum of money, and I stuck it out because my sister is a lawyer. And then by the end, when they figured out that they weren't going to win this, they offered me to come on as their beard consultant, redo their entire lineup. And so now we have beard butter and beard balm in every Rite Aid in the country. So there's 2,000... 450 Rite Aids right now. If uh, if you guys have a Rite Aid near you, you want to look for Barlow's um, Beard Butter, Beard Balm. Um, I personally designed them, came up with it, the scent, the the everything. It's awesome. We're hoping to get that into Target. We're hoping to get that into Walmart in the near future too, because there is a massive, massive, uh, a massive hole in the market for in-store Beard Butter and Beard Balm. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've run into. So I got a there was a um, a local place, uh, obviously I make a lot of firearm events and gun shows and things like that. And it was actually a guy at a gun show, uh, that had some beard products. Right. Um, and so I got the, the stuff there and the issue I've seen with the supposed butters or, or whatever is everything is so stiff and it's like, that's not what I want. It's not what I'm looking for. Right. So it's like, I think I've gotten into a situation where I was purchasing more of a styling yeah i think do you yep. find that that's the case with big box stores is they their bombs their butters are more on the styling side than the yeah the nourishment side you either get the styling side or you get the water soupy side and so right. there's like no in between there's, there's almost no pure beard butter that's out there uh which is which is tough because i don't use balm i i, I get my styling through my right. routine and right. I just use butter. And so if I just relied on in-store products, man, it would be such a bummer because there's amazing butters out there. But one of the challenges that butters and balms have that you don't have with oils is they can melt, right? If it's sitting in a warehouse, if it's in a shipping truck in Texas, you know, it's going to melt. And the problem with the main ingredient in most balms and butters is shea butter. If it's not done perfectly and it's not the highest quality, when it melts and it re-solidifies again, it'll get this grit. It'll kind of like bead up uh, in there and then people get to returning the product and it's a headache. So I think that's the main reason why these big box stores have kind of avoided a real true beard butter is because of that, that melting factor. That very well could be. That's a, that's a great point. Um, so, uh, We've got Mark, our buddy Mark out there again. Fabulous uh, beard that Mark has. He said, uh, every time I shoot a rifle with an adjustable stock, he says, I lose face hairs. Uh, <laughs> have I told you how much I love my A2 stocks? Uh, yeah, that's a, it's a real thing. Uh, you know, losing hairs is normal, right, Dan? Yep, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I've done that too. I've actually had, you know, when you're shooting a rifle or something like that, you know, you get in there and then you, it's 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 gotten hung in a little part of the stock or whatever and it, it pulls hairs out unfortunately that just happens what is what would you say is normal for uh hair loss when it comes to a beard so uh, everybody sheds hairs every every hair on your body sheds it has a natural life cycle you lose arm hairs every day you probably just don't realize it as much so a beard the natural range of shedding is around five to thirty hairs when you wow. comb, it's it's not you're going to lose hairs. If, right. When you're in the shower and you're washing, you're going to lose hairs. That's just how our body works. A way to tell if it's healthy hair loss or if it's bad is at the end of the hair, there should be a white.
white bulb, a very small white bulb. If that is there, you're good. That's natural. It ran its course. It shed. Now there's a new hair replacing it and already growing. If there's a dark bulb, that means it came out too early. If there's no bulb, that means it broke and you had breakage and that's not good at all. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, yeah, moving down the line of products here, let's go. Mad Sexy's following up. We're going to have him hooked up before the show's over. Uh, he says, uh, when uh, washing my beard is using uh, is using shampoo causing damage. And I can answer that and say, if you're using the shampoo you're using for your hair, yes. <laughs> but yep. I'll let, uh, as far as shampoos and conditioners, Dan, uh, walk us through that real quick. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, our, our head hair and our beard hair is very different. The skin underneath it's even more different. We have about five times as many hairs on our head than we do on our beard. And even if you don't have hairs anymore, it's the follicle and the spacing and the sebum oil production. You don't want to use products that are designed for your head hair. And also, uh, many times the products that are designed for our health or for our head hair are terrible absolutely awful for you there's a very large company that just recently got sued uh, for millions and millions if you want to look up ogx lawsuit it was because their shampoo and conditioner were making people's head hair fall out right the stuff wow. that's supposed to be helping you and supposed to be cleaning you had this awful ingredient that they knew and was proved that they knew about it and they still ran it and so they got sued and lost over it so uh, if you find a beard wash it's likely a small a smaller company why because the beard industry in america only began in 2011. the very first llc was actually out of texas uh, in 2011 and so it's a new younger industry and so uh, unless you're going with something like an old spice or something that's really really horrible chances are your beard wash is going to be pretty good and so you want to do something that's designed for the for the beard with beard wash and beard conditioner beard washes to get into the pores clean out the sodium that built up when you were sweating clean out all the dirt and just life that happens and then beard conditioner is not meant for the skin just meant for the hair and that's to soften the hairs it's to make it less tangled and if you comb your beard and you get a lot of snags try using conditioner in the shower and combing through that conditioner will absolutely smooth that beard out for you make it easier to comb Nice. Very cool. Now I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. The I've used a few different, again, big box store stuff, and we're not necessarily talking about the W store or, or, you know, the target store or anything like that, but just regular go down, you know, common stores. But the, uh, the one that I seem to have gravitated to when it comes to my shampoo and conditioner, and, and honestly, it's a smell. It's got peppermint in it. And it's just so, it just feels so refreshing and it smells so good. Uh, is, um, what is it? Wild Willies. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, Wild Willies is a brand. As a, yep. as a brand. Um, so as far as a big box store mm -hmm. brand thing, um, is there anything important to, to point out about that particular, those particular ones since I use that? Yeah, I mean, they're not the best. Uh, it's right. not the worst in the world, um, but they're they're not the best. It, it's a they're one of the ones that's just from my looking in They're They're just mm -hmm. a large company that's really pushing for profit and they kind of cut some order some corners uh they have associated themselves with willie robertson right from duck dynasty oh, i didn't even know that that makes yeah, sense but i so didn't even know that yeah. most people think that he owns it but they just hired him for some ads and stuff um so i'm not the uh yeah not the biggest fan of of the of wild willies unfortunately but it's not the word there are worse ones out there mm -hmm. so uh gunpowder beauty out there says motexan has been uh using 
uh, Weatherbeard and Alley Cat Beard. Uh, amazing oh, sense nice. and his beard. Is uh, this Mo Texan's wife? So that is, yes, that would be. Awesome. Yeah, Mo Texan back in the early days was called Tardot. So he's kind of changed his name. So that's that gets yeah. confusing. Yeah, but, I've known uh, him for years now. So I was going to ask, I mean, be, kind of being familiar with that, um, is there a brand that you know of? I, I say boutique, not in any type of malice, but just yeah. to distinguish between big box and, and others. Um, is there one that is similar in the smell and the refreshing, like the peppermint, as what I'm using now? Is there so, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, so gunpowder uh, beauty just mentioned one. I actually... Uh, I have it out right outside here is uh, Alley Cat um, CBD. They have a CBD wash that has uh, amazing ingredients in it. And there's a scent called Brooklyn and it's peppermint and lavender. And it gives me that tingle, gives me that freshness, gives me that just nice. amazing. And um, there's another one that's out of Texas. Uh, it's called Defined Beard Co. And they have a daily beard wash that is a mint, like refreshing one. I use that one all the time too. So if you nice. want to support local, you want to support Texas, uh, there's one called Defined Beard Co. And their, their daily wash is minty, fresh, and uh, top-notch ingredients. All right. Now, you talk about, you said daily wash. I know that it's been talked about before that you don't necessarily want to use a shampoo every day. Um, it depends on your lifestyle. So if you, and that's one of the things that's been like passed down and said time and time again, mm -hmm. especially with head hair. Uh, but with your beard, if you sweat, if you get dirty, wash your beard. Uh, if that's seven days a week, wash it seven days a week. Just make sure you're using a good quality wash, and then you're replenishing the oil afterwards with a good quality beard oil. Right. And then as far as the routine, how regularly do you think uh, conditioner comes into play? So conditioner is good for maybe around three times a week. Um, you don't want to go too much with conditioner because the, the difference of wash and conditioner is wash will always completely wash out conditioner can get build up and can kind of add up over time. And so you don't want to overdo that because that can suffocate your beard and not allow the natural like detox process and the hydration process. So you don't want to go usually more than three to four times a week with, uh, with beard conditioner. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so let's go over here. We've got, uh, OG here. Says, uh, what if you can't get a beard wash? Is there a substitute for it? Yeah, so, absolutely. Any homemade recipes, any things of that nature? For sure. And this is my guy. He's actually got one of my shirts on. So what's up, Roy? Um, but for beard wash, those are one of the things I always encourage people. If you want to mess around and do some DIY beard oil, beard balm, beard butter, have at it. Have some fun. Be careful on the fragrance side of things because you can really hurt yourself or somebody else if you don't know what you're doing with essential oils, right? If you put too much peppermint oil, you are going to burn your face. You can get chemical burns from that. So you want to be yes. careful on the, the yeah. scent side of things. Now, when it comes to washes and conditioners, I do not recommend anybody mess with those. I don't even usually recommend companies making their own work with a really professional lab because once you get water-based, you introduce mold, you introduce like chemicals that, that can be pretty corrosive. So that one you don't want to make at home, but if you can't get a beard wash, you don't have a beard wash, a solid substitute, believe it or not, would be a good all-natural baby wash. Um, a baby shampoo can do a really good job. I saw somebody ask, well, what if I use a, um, a sulfate-free, paraben-free wash and all this stuff exactly like that? Um, you don't want to do that, right? You want to avoid it because the, and to get real technical again, the pH level of our scalp is different than the pH level under our beard. And those products are being pH balanced for their intended purpose. 
the difference with baby wash as compared to your head hair shampoo, even the all natural, even the really good stuff is that pH level. Uh, the, the baby wash is more suited for, for, uh, for more gentle skin, right? For babies. And your beard is going to more closely mimic that rather than your scalp and your head hair. So I would say instead of using like an all natural shampoo and conditioner, look for an all natural baby wash. That's uh yeah, that's all good advice, I think. Um, because you know sometimes for whatever reason people can't find what they yeah. what they need or whatever, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, we were talking in pre-chat how far away I'm at, I am right. from a lot of stores and things like that. It can be a pain. Um, so before we move in, I, I definitely want to dive into the styling part of things because yeah. I know people have a a ton of things. We talk about bad beard days, and again, you know, one of the first things you got to realize is that in your own eyes, you're probably going to have more bad beard days than good. So just get used to it. Learn that, uh, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but before we get to that, I've got kind of a specific issue with me. Um, and I don't even know quite how to explain this, but I will get underneath typically. Sometimes it's in my, in my cheeks. I will get, I don't know if it's in grown hairs. I don't know if it's just pores have gotten blocked. Uh, I don't want to say it's a pimple or a zit, Right. But you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. a, I, I get an issue every now and then. Yeah. So is that typically what causes those sorts of things? Because then the reason I ask that is, you know, you, you have a tendency to want to pop them or do this or do that. And, you know, if you ever damage that place where right. the hair is coming out, that could be really problematic. Right. For sure. So that's why I'm very careful with that when it happens but if i can avoid it and maybe there's other people having the same issue uh what's kind of causing that and what are the ways to avoid it yeah so that's just a blockage of the pores so where your hair meets the skin is the pore or the follicle and it's like the skin um mounds up where the hair is and if it gets blocked in there it kind of coats itself just like a pimple just like a zit whatever you want to call it and there's a lot of things that could be causing that uh using too much conditioner is very common using too much beard beard oil is a great thing but you don't want to use too much beard oil uh, and then also you want to combat it by doing three things Number one, increasing your water intake. I know I said that before, but it likely right. is true. Our body has this natural detox process where it runs water through our pores. And when you do that, what it does is it gets rid of a lot of the buildup that happens. And if you have a blocked pore, uh, oftentimes it's because you don't have enough water that's coming through and flushing it out. Mm -hmm. Number two, you want to use a good beard wash. Really get in there, really break up that, that – uh, the brockage on the skin. And then number three, very important, you want to exfoliate. So exfoliating is physically like roughing up the skin. And, and, and instead of using a wash, you're using something to get in there and break everything up. When you have a shorter beard or you have shorter hairs like on your cheeks, something like a boar's brush does a really good job. But when you get longer beards like we have, a brush isn't going to get to my skin. There's no chance. That brush loses that battle. So you got to get a good solid comb that you can get into the skin. I recommend especially in the shower, especially when you're washing, get in there and then just simply like rake the skin. Um, what that's going to do is if you do have some sodium, if you do have some dirt, if you do have some product that's built up in there, maybe you got too much wax that's in there. When you get in there, when rake it it's going to remove it use some beard wash it's going to break all the little bits up after that then you're fresh and clean use the appropriate amount of beard oil and then you should be good to go there so those would be the three things is increase your water exfoliate and use a good wash nice 
and uh and i'm stoked you said you said longer beards like us like, like <laughs> oh yeah like it's even a comparison here, right? <laughs> yeah uh, brush wouldn't work on yours for the exfoliator. i don't know that i don't know that just real quick on a tangent you know and, and you've seen most of my journey um we talk about there is just to throw it out there for, for folks there is a terminal length at which your hair grows and so I've been in a phase where I'm just curious at what point it's going going to stop. And I don't think I, I'm ever going to be able to make it to your length. I don't know that I <laughs> want to do that, but uh, at least not in the end. Yeah. Uh, and so with that, I want to talk a little bit about styling. You talked about brushes and combs, and that certainly goes into, plays into that a little bit. Um, you explained a little bit about the difference between the comb and the brush there. Yep. As far as... Um, can I still use my boar's bristle brush around my stash and on the sides? For sure. So you are, you're just shifting from the exfoliating use of the brush to now the styling use of the brush. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so best practices, if we're looking to train, like if we've got waves, if we've got yeah. things that are that are wild, whatever the case may be. First thing is don't be too hard on yourself, I think. Second right. thing is don't look really close in the mirror yep. <laughs> when you're doing things because people don't look at you this close. Correct. I mean, it's 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 not natural. So odds are you've got little things you're noticing people don't. And then the third thing I would say before we jump into this, uh, and correct me where I'm wrong or whatever, but the third thing I would say is don't judge your bad beard day today at the at the moment i mean it's okay to go well this just looks horrible right i yeah. get it but don't be too hard on yourself and take a selfie or do something if you think you're having a bad beard day and look at it three or four or five days later because odds are it's not as bad as you think at the time um so with that said as far as getting out the wisps and the yeah. curls and the cow licks a lot of times right. is what is what we call them uh best practices for that sort of thing uh short or long period yeah so kind of piggyback uh number one always have an arm arm length distance when you're working on your beard as guys we have a problem of getting right up into the mirror and seeing every little like every little hair that's a fly away and everything that's out of place nobody else sees that like you said i had a video recently where i talked about guys having the slippery slope of chasing symmetric uh symmetrical beard well they'll look on one side and they're like oh that one's a little bit too low let me go this one and then next thing you know you shaved because you were chasing this magical line nobody looks at both sides of your beard at the same time it's yep. not it's not possible they can't look at your your left ear and your right ear and see on both sides so don't be so hard on yourself we are our own worst critics when i have bad beard days is oftentimes when i get the most beard compliments right i'll, right. I'll run the right. gas station i'm like all right nobody's gonna see me i'm gonna be good and then a lady's like oh my god i love your beard i'm like oh like i wish you saw it on a good beard day but to her my beard looked fantastic you know so we are our own worst critics and, and here's the biggest advice when it comes to styling whether it's dips dents waves getting the shape that you want and again this is one of those things that has been repeated over time but it's just false is use heat people will say heat will kill your beard no 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 not at all heat can actually be proven to be good for your beard when it's done properly you want to apply beard oil to a damp beard wait five minutes and then apply your heat whether it's with a blow dryer and a brush or a blow dryer and a comb or whether you're using a heated brush i use a blow dryer on my entire beard and then i go in with a heated brush just specifically on my mustache where you can see this little style here 
And then specifically on my sideburns, my sideburns give me the most problems. This guy right here, if I did not do anything right now, see how it's sitting nicely. And I can even show you guys like a little side view here, how it's sitting nicely. If I didn't do that, it would have this crazy, like, woom, 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 like S curl on there. Right. And I use heat to get it out because that drives me crazy. Absolutely drives me crazy. So using heat and using it in the proper way can absolutely change the style of your beard for the better. Right. And I know, I know when I started uh, taking over my wife's blow dryer, that's been one of the <laughs> fun things she had. Cause she's like, you use my blow dryer more than I do. Yeah. Um, and I started using it a lot and I, I, I do a lot of heated brush now. I'll just use a heated brush. Yeah. Um, I will, you know, get out of the, uh, the shower or, or rinse or whatever the case may be, put on the oil, wait a little while, um, you know, comb, comb through. Yep. Uh, different directions to yep. comb through. Um, then I'll go while the brush is heating up and I use the low setting, but, um, and I'll brush multiple directions. Right. And then take my comb and from there and, uh, my regular comb and kind of flatten everything, straighten everything back, back out. Um, where was I going with that? Uh, <laughs> what was I, what was I saying? The oh, the heat. oh, the heat, yep. oh, the heat. So, I think the key, she was that way when I started using the blow dryer, she was like, well, you know, you know that putting heat's going to damage the hair, you know? And I'm like, I've been listening to Dan forever. And he says, as long as you keep it low, you're not overheating yep. and, you know, you've got the oil on for the protection and all of that kind of stuff. And she's like, okay. Um, so that's a common thing yeah. that a lot of people are saying, right? Um, but I would say, and, and I'm guessing you would recommend this too, when you're talking about heat, start low. Uh, there is a maximum. I know you can give that, but start yep. low as far as temperature and work your way up, right? Not the for other sure. way around. Yeah, for sure. If you're using a blow dryer, you want to use the medium heat, medium speed. If you're using a heated brush, you never want to go above 365 degrees. Easy to remember, right? It's a year. And, uh, and yeah, improper use of heat will absolutely kill your beard. But if you're doing it the right way, it won't. And there's a lot of things behind that myth, right? A lot of it comes from women and head hair. And a lot of women will fry their hair. But it's also the same women that have been dyeing their hair once or twice a month for the last 10 years. Well, surprise, dye is awful for your hair. Now you add it in with heat. Now you got a compounded problem. Um, but I've actually did a video recently. There was a Harvard medical study that said when done properly, uh, heat six inches away from your face, medium heat, constant movement. If you do it properly, you have it protected with oil. It's actually healthier for the hair to dry that way than it is to air dry. The air drying can have a small uh, but damaging effect on the cortex, the inner part of the hair. And then when you use heat the proper way, it doesn't do that. So um, that was pretty cool to make that video and have that like super legitimate peer reviewed study that was done. Uh, but there's a lot of layers to why that that myth has just been like uh, said over and over and over again. And and yeah, I've used heat on my beard every day for the last five years, and then I have a super healthy beard. Right. Uh, let's let's jump on to we got a couple of questions here. I've got cool. them start, and most of them have to do with styling. So we'll uh, get OG Royce here first. He said, "Is there a certain type of comb or brush to use?" 
Yeah. So comb, I am a big, big fan of the Chicago combs. They make these carbon fiber combs that are heat proof, waterproof. You're not going to destroy them. They are, they are absolutely fantastic. They will last you forever. They're hand polished. So you don't have to worry. The problem is let's say you buy like a wall trimmer kit and you get those little bendy black combs in there. Those are pressed combs. So essentially you have a press or a little mold here. They pour in the plastic and then they press it on the other side. Well, you get these press lines in the middle where it comes together. And when you're combing your beard, those press lines just absolutely destroy and cut your hairs apart. You don't uh, want to do that. So Chicago combs are great. Kent combs, K-E-N-T combs are fantastic as well. Uh, and then also if you want to get something like a buffalo or oxhorn comb, those are really good quality ones. And then for brushes, generally speaking, a boar's bristle brush is going to be your best bet. Uh, unless you are uh, adverse to that, you can get ones that are made out of like cactus or you can get ones that, that are artificial. Uh, but boar's bristle brush is usually kind of where it's at. Right. Uh, so we've got uh, Matt Sexy, who who has been engaged out there. Thanks a lot for that. We appreciate it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he says, with styling, he says, I get a lot of flyers. I have to use lots of beard balm. My wife says I look like a wild caveman. <laughs> Is this natural? Um, I'm thinking blow dryer, heat, yep. heated brush uh, would replace having to use a lot of that balm, probably. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't use any balm and my, my beard obviously is pretty, pretty well styled I here. I don't either. Yep. Obviously so, as we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Yep. But yeah, but flyaways are natural. I, I don't encourage people to, to trim them. I have a saying, uh, fly away today is a part of a perfect beard tomorrow because if yep. it's flying away today, it's probably going to lay flat tomorrow. You may have other ones that are flying away. Uh, right. but yeah, that's nothing to worry about there. Balm is definitely one way to approach it, but if you can get heat down and I do know that that's a mental step. Some guys, uh, draw the line and I have a YouTube channel. So I get comments every day you sissy boy you girly man you spend more time in the bathroom than my <laughs> wife and stuff right. and you'd be shocked at how little the time is but it also is. you may be really shocked is. at how much you enjoy it for me it's like therapy i have three young kids and uh, we call my daughter a domestic terrorist because she just destroys everything and she's two two and a half um, but when i'm getting ready that's my time right they leave me alone it's it's peaceful it's relaxing and so it's not an issue but i do know some guys are like nope i draw the line there i can't use a blow dryer hey no worries to each their own balm could be a good option for you start working in a good quality conditioner and butter that can help those hairs lay down better too so there are different ways to fit your preferences out there yeah and the the beard balm versus versus butter and oil yep i am uh, i'm all oil and butter now you know and you got to realize too that you know as you're as you're growing out as you, you're experimenting or whatever uh you know, as you know, I mean, what, it was a month ago or something. I got into a year when I, a year ago, that was my one year that I actively, it wasn't just lazy, not shaving that right. I was actively paying attention. Only about six months following you on the channel, but a year overall. Um, and I think it was May that since May, I haven't done any trim. You talk about doing videos, making events, and you've got to kind of try to make things look as best they can. Right. Yeah. And so I'm okay with not trimming and, and all of that. I had, had had a little bit above the lip there on that upper lip. I've had to do a little bit of that since May, but I really haven't messed with much else. Um, and here's the thing, as you're, as you're growing out, as you're going through this journey, there's awkward phases out the wazoo. For sure. And you're talking about those flyers and, and Dan is absolutely right. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example uh, here is here on my mustache as it was filling in and growing out on one of these sides 
Is it this side or this side? I don't remember. But <laughs> I think it's this side. Um, it would. It had to flip up, on, and I couldn't do anything about it. And it. It. Do you see a flip up now? It. It's not. You know what I mean? It's not flipping up. Um, the under my lip here drove me insane. It was just that awkward phase. That hair had to get longer. And as it got longer, kind of gravity took effect, right? Yeah. And and everything. So it's patient. Sometimes you just have to you just have to tough through it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. it, it's it's getting there. It'll get there. And then have the faith that through your routine, as Dan's pointed out so many times on this show, uh, with the butters, with the oil, with the you know, proper routine and shampoo and conditioner and heat and other things, that eventually it will it will all line out. I'm yeah. Sure. I- I, I give that answer all the time and it's like, I know you guys don't want to hear this, but oftentimes the answer is patience and healthy habits. It really is true. There's not a, often a magical wand or anything, but patience and ha- healthy habits. And another thing to keep in mind too, is especially if you have any younger audience there, your beard genes generally peak at around late thirties, early forties. That's when we reach our, our optimal amount of DHT, which is the male testosterone that gives us facial hair. And, uh, and your body becomes like peak sensitive to it at that point as well. So if you're younger, if you're in your twenties and you're like, man, my beard doesn't connect here. My beard doesn't do that. Patience, man, truly patience. And if you are older, let's say you're past that and you still feel like you have spots. Well, how have those healthy habits been going? Are you drinking enough water? Are you exfoliating? Are you using good quality products? Uh, it's, it's not magic, right? If you don't have the genetics for a beard, it's nothing that's going to be like, boom. And then you have this big, gorgeous beard. It just doesn't happen that way. But there are things that add up to help you, right? It's the same with your body. It's the same with anything else. And so if you're having those troubles, take a look at your routine. Take a look at the health. Take a look at the internal stuff, right? A big one, stress. Do you have, if there's something going bad with your beard, do you have increased stress in your life? That's probably the culprit. So we've got, we're up at the top of the hour. So we're going to start trying to wind things down as quickly as we can here. I know Dan's got other things to do and, and probably so does everybody else out there. Uh, but we do got some questions. So I'm going to go with uh, this one. We're going to try to rapid fire these as best yeah. we can here. Uh, Black Cat says, how about styling tip? He said, my beard tends to keep uh, going to a point. Any tips on trimming it to get a more squared off appearance? Yeah. So I would say style your beard the way you style it normally. So get it to the point that you feel like you wear it. And then especially once it gets to that, that tipped point and then trim it from that state. If you trim it from the way you style it, you're going to be able to get back to that style anytime you want. And uh, if you want any specifics, please reach out to me, Dan C. Bearded on Instagram or Dan underscore command at yahoo.com. I have no problem taking a look at pictures and giving you guys individual help. Um, we also have a show on Wednesday nights. Uh, we just did one last night, Beard Advice Live, where people send in and we help their beards out there too. So I would be more than happy to give you some personal feedback. And that's always free. I don't charge or, or any of that. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely encourage people. And, and as we close the show, uh, you know, we'll talk about that more, I, I'm sure. But the Wednesday night, especially, you know, look up those shows over on the Dancing Bearded channel. Uh, get the email, send in the pictures, ask your questions. And not just Dan and the mayor are great about addressing that, but the community that's over yep. there. Show up for that chat, too, especially if you're going to be featured on that. Uh, and they, they will let you know if you're going to be featured on that or not. So you're not hanging, right? True. Which I think, which I think is great. Um, and show up, and you'll get some feedback also in the uh, in the chat there. Uh, so 
real quickly. Let's run through these. Uh, Gunpowder <laughs> Beauty says, any advice on how to get Mo Texan to leave his beard alone? He says uh, he's just going to uh, trim it. Then there's two or three inches gone. If he keeps messing with it, uh, it'll be gone. So what <laughs> you need to do is put a shock collar on him. <laughs> and anytime, anytime he picks up the trimmer, you hit the button. Yeah, hide the trimmer, so. put it away. And, and that's awesome. What a supportive wife. You usually don't see that. Oftentimes you have wives that would complain about the beard or the mustache. And she's like, stop it. I want it longer. Right. Right. Um, it's just a matter of having to stop. And I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's getting used to the bad beard days. I think getting used to get, knowing that the, you're your own worst critic, knowing that there's awkward phases. I think all of that is acceptance. You have to be accepting of sure. the reality of growing a beard. Um, once you get to that point, um, I think it's also, you want to look good. We, we want to look good. Right. And so there's a tendency to want to trim because it's like this special event or this specific thing I've got to do. Um, so if you can refrain maybe from special events or something, I mean, or you don't have any coming up, that's one of my perks is I really don't have anything major until January. And I knew that in May. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to roll with it. We'll see what happens. Uh, if I grow it as long as Dan here and I decide I don't like it, I can cut it back to Absolutely. something like the mayor would normally wear. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, but I've went that far. I know how far I can go, you know, and at least I've experienced what that looks like. And I think that can be, that can be important when you're make, trying to make the decision on the look you want. Right. Until we get it to a certain point, we may not even know that we like that particular style or look. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we've got, uh, Roy out there, he says, what are y'all's thoughts on beard transplants? That's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about the the science of it, but hey, man, if it's something that gives somebody facial hair and gives them confidence and they feel good about themselves, rock on. No judgment right. here. Right. Uh, and there's Smeggy out there, and I've met Smeggy the snowman several times. He says, I literally had a goatee that uh, didn't cut for three years, and it never got any longer. I know Dan has talked about some products on his show, mm -hmm. the Accelerator, that could help uh, Smeggy out there, I think, out because he is, from what I remember and seeing him, he's he's a little patchy. Okay. Um, yeah. So you want to yeah. talk about that real quick? For sure. Yeah. There's a couple sides to that. Generally speaking, if there is a stunting growth or it, it doesn't grow longer, it's normally internal health, right? It's not uh, not getting enough water, too much stress, not enough uh, exercise, poor diet, those kind of things. But it also could be what you mentioned earlier, this, this thing called terminal length, right? Our hairs have right. a spot that they don't grow past on our body. Uh, for example, your arm hair terminal length is much shorter than your head hair terminal length. So it's all all relative and so maybe you're at your terminal length maybe it's an internal thing that's going on maybe if, if you moved some of those variables in a positive direction it'll jump start it again most people never reach their actual terminal length with a beard most people would be around two feet about 24 inches of beard is is where uh, if you can grow a beard where most people would max out with terminal now as far as the patchiness, you can look at something like the accelerator by Alley Cat. Um, I have, again, peer-reviewed studies that show these different ingredients help with hair growth. And if you want hair, the hairs that are already there to grow faster or grow more, you want to look for a supplement called biotin. And biotin is something that it's not going to make new hairs. It's not going to make the hairs thicker or bigger or fuller, but it's going to make them grow faster. And it's going to make, when I say hairs, 
all hairs, your beard, your back, your arm, <laughs> all hair is going to grow faster when you start taking about uh, 10,000 MCGs of biotin a day. Nice. So uh, good constitutional Jesus. That's what I call constitutional carpenter, by the way, in case you don't know. Mm -hmm. Jesus was a carpenter, right? So Huge constitutional point. Jesus out there, he says, uh, great thing, and we didn't hit on this, but I think it's a solid point. He says, trimming yeah. your beard several hours before a special event is a great way to lose your beard. He says he usually tries to do it uh, the day before or three or four or a week. Um, yeah, no, that's huge. If you're in a yeah. rush or if you are, you feel pressured, absolutely. That's when most mistakes happen. Also never trim your beard on a bad beard day. Only trim your beard when you're feeling good, when it looks good, right. when you've got nothing but time. My trims generally take around three days. I do my first major trim. And then the next day I'm like, oh, okay, let me style this a little bit. Oh, okay. Let me trim this just a little bit more. So that is a fantastic point. Right. Um, and we've got one more here and then we'll, uh, we'll close this one out, but we've got, uh, a big bearded <laughs> board. He says, uh, Clovertack, you're aware you missed a giveaway on Dan's stream Monday night. No, I was not. So I got flushed down the toilet. Apparently you did. You that did. was nice. That was nice. But to be <laughs> fair, to be fair, if I was to win those, I would probably concede and tell you to roll again. Very cool. Um, simply because just creator colleague thing i just you've got tons of viewers and followers that are straight up viewers and followers and i think i think they're more deserving than than i am um, i do the same yeah i don't i never feel right like winning them but it is cool to pay it forward you know i mean it's cool them. to win and i right, would definitely right. go i'm here yeah, but yeah, then yeah i would go roll it again <laughs> yeah yep no, <laughs> or maybe that. even or maybe even donate it or give it to somebody else randomly myself in the yep. chat right or somebody yep. somebody that's helped me out or or Spot whatever on. yeah um so with that i want to give you uh just a couple of minutes here closing dan uh we've talked about a ton of stuff in, yeah. the last, in the last hour for sure if there's anything we missed you know hit on that uh and then obviously close it out with where people can find you and all of that good jazz yeah well i appreciate you guys having me this was really cool uh when he asked i said yes immediately i thought this was gonna be a lot of fun i i love this stuff i don't know why i'm so passionate about beard care and helping with beards but it's just something that that makes uh makes my day fulfilled and and so i love it um, reach out to me anytime you guys that take a lot of pride in responding to every message, every email, um, every comment on my channel. And I, I, I get a lot of them, but I, it means a lot to me that people would come to me. So on all platforms, uh, Dan C. Bearded, YouTube, Instagram are my two main ones. I'm starting to pick up TikTok. Um, I have a Facebook group that's pretty cool as well, but uh, Instagram and YouTube would be my two main platforms. And I hope to see some some familiar faces from the chat popping over to the videos on my channel, the, uh, the live streams on the channel because i can see the community has a lot of similarities with the camaraderie the support the positivity uh this has been awesome well i uh yeah i appreciate you you coming on and you know as we move forward you're welcome back maybe we get the mayor in here or yeah, you know, whatever cool. the case may be and uh and just have some fun so uh yeah we're going to start closing this one down again i want to say thank you to the patreon patrons the youtube channel members we always do that those that super chat super thanks those that shop clovertech.com slash shop remember that this uh, podcast is powered by Trailblazer Firearms. And if you jump over there and if you like the life card, 10% off with code CloverTac. And then check out the Firearms Radio Network for other cool uh, firearm and outdoor podcasts. Firearm, firearms, it's plural, firearmsradio.net. <laughs> 
Uh, let's get the uh, ticker off the screen. Uh, and that's going to do it for this one. Until next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom.